Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So as uh, <clears throat> was said this morning, we're going to do a gratitude practice today for our heart practice. <clears throat> just, um, just notice what the word, how the word gratitude lands for you. Maybe a little bit different than meta for the difficult one. <laughs> and just the word for most of us, just opens our hearts. It's, a, it's quite extraordinary uh, quality. As Cicero, the Roman philosopher, said, uh, it's, the, it's the, um, the mother of all virtues. <clears throat> because from that, that openness of heart, <clears throat> We can open to everything. It's, it, gratitude is like you're saying yes to life. And uh, one, one teacher, um, I, I love this uh, teaching, he says that uh, it's like putting out your satellite dish. You know, if you're, if you're stuck in negativity and this is wrong and that's wrong and oh, look what's wrong with me, or if only this were different. Um, there's, it's a contracted state of mind, heart, and, and body. And there's no, there's no room for all the goodness to enter because you're just too contracted. But when you say, thank you, oh, thank you to life, then it's like putting out your satellite dish and, and there's room and receptivity for all the goodness in life. So this is a, a really uh, powerful quality that, that also gives you the context and the, the container to hold all the sorrows and sufferings. <clears throat> this is not about um, liking everything that happens, but it's holding it in a bigger context and there's more space to uh, not be overwhelmed when the hard things come. You're just seeing it in a, in a bigger picture. <clears throat> you know, I mentioned uh, a few nights ago about that uh, almond-shaped cluster of neurons, the amygdala, and uh, I think Sally mentioned it uh, as well. And uh, it scans for what's wrong. Mm. Well, this is a practice of seeing what's not wrong. Thich Nhat Hanh, the uh, great meditation uh, master from Vietnam, has this practice just looking for what's not wrong. Especially Buddhist meditators are so good at looking for the suffering and noticing it. Um, and he has this example, oh, last week I had a toothache, and now I don't have a toothache. How wonderful. Wow. Not, oh yeah, last week I really did have a toothache, and it was a real drag, and you won't believe all the pain that I had. Oh, that, you can be carrying around that toothache for a long time. And then you just realize, oh, I don't have a toothache anymore. How great. So it's just a, a shift of perspective. And uh, you, you might notice this if you are in an aversive kind of frame of mind or maybe that's a, a place where you uh, hang out a lot in your, in your own mind. Um, how, once you start noticing the aversive mind, you might be really humbled by it and see it everywhere. 
And uh, it's just a habit of mind that looks for what's wrong. And I, I share this story about uh, somebody who was on a retreat here. Um, it was a Vipassana retreat. And she, she came in into an interview and said, um, you know, I just see my mind whining and complaining all the time. I'm sitting here, the bell rings, and my mind goes, oh, now I have to go do walking meditation. You know? And then the bell rings, oh, now we, I have to go back for sitting. You know? Even lunchtime, oh, now I have to go to lunch. Right? And she said, I'm whining the whole day. What do I, you know, how can I get out of this mind? And we explored it together and said, oh, well, what if, what if instead of now I have to do this, you just tweak it a little and say, oh, now I get to do walking meditation. Now I get to come to the hall and sit. Now I get to have lunch. Now I get to go to the bathroom, you know. <laughs> Thank goodness, you know. And she did it, and it was a radical transformation, which six months later she, uh, she saw me in, uh, out, out in, uh, in, uh, in Berkeley, and she said, that's made all the difference in the world. And you can just train yourself, instead of looking for what's not wrong, oh, look for what's right. Mm -hmm. Lots of benefits of gratitude. Your immune system is healthier, you're better in your social relationships, and it changes your mood dramatically. There's this one study that uh, Martin Seligman, from the father of positive psychology, did. He said um, he had uh, 70 people who were who identified themselves as severely depressed write down three things that they were grateful for um, at the end of a day for 15 days. At the end of that time, 94% said that they were less depressed and 92% said that they actually had an increase in happiness. And there's loads of gratitude studies that, that show this because it, uh, it starts, it opens you up in your body and shoots different kind of chemicals in your mind and increases uh, you know, various positive uh, hormones. Uh, so it's, it's a good thing, just in case you need some encouragement. <clears throat> the Buddha said, to be content and grateful. This is a blessing supreme. Let's see what else I want. Mm. Mm. Gratitude grounds us in the present because we can be stuck in the past and saying, oh, this happened because this happened I will never, and you can fill in the blank, or I always, whatever. And just keep on replaying all the things that have happened. Whereas when you're in gratitude, you are waking up from that trance and coming alive and seeing, oh, what's here right now? Actually, mindfulness practice can be done as a gratitude practice, as an appreciation practice, seeing oh, I'm alive in this moment. And I'm, I'm just uh, thinking now, there's a wonderful book, by the way, if you want to explore gratitude, that's basically gratitude as a mindfulness practice by uh, this guy, Brother David Steindl-Rast, who is the, one of the great gratitude teachers. It's called Gratefulness, the Heart of Prayer. And the essence of it, I'll save you reading it if you don't want to go to that trouble, is to see everything in life as a gift to you. And that the more present you are and really connect, you start seeing it's all gratuitous. Life, every moment of life is a gift. Mm. 
another Einstein quote. Uh, I love Einstein. He says, uh, there's two ways to go through life. One is seeing nothing is a miracle and the other is seeing everything is a miracle. I suggest go for the latter. <laughs> and mindfulness practice starts to slow you down enough to connect with, oh, this moment of life. I'm alive now. That's amazing. Mm. So saying yes to life also means that uh, <coughs> it's not just being grateful for the, the good stuff that happens, which is certainly one you, you don't want to miss, but from the Buddhist perspective, at least my understanding of it, every moment life is giving us something to help us wake up. That's what taking refuge in the Dharma is. And it's not just about the good stuff. If you've um, encountered some difficulties here during these eight days so far, um, if, you've, if they've helped you see things in a new way or maybe uh, um, opened you up to a new understanding about yourself or about others or about compassion, uh, and, and have had some um, useful benefit going through, through them. Uh, just raise your hand, let me see. Look at that. This is, uh, as one, one teacher of mine calls it, grace disguised as obstacles. And the Buddha talks very specifically about this. He says, suffering can be a causative factor for faith to arise. Faith can lead to uh, gladness and joy and happiness and contentment and peace all the way to full enlightenment. So it's not to, th to just be grateful for the good stuff, but if you can have a, a, a deeper uh, understanding of how awakening happens, you can also see that the challenges are gifts in their own way. Not that you'd ask for them, but they are definitely gifts in their own way. So um, let's incline the, the mind and the heart to gratitude right now. You don't have to force it. Don't try hard to be grateful. Uh, <laughs> that won't work. Uh, just uh, relax and, and see if you can get in touch with um, with that uh, that perspective, and I want to uh, share with you a little guided meditation and then uh, a simple gratitude practice. So I invite you to um, close your eyes and get into a meditative space. And I want to share with you a a guided meditation uh, that uh, Patricia Ellsberg, who uh, teaches uh, the comes into the awakening joy course that I teach uh, um, shares and uh, I love it particularly when you're wondering what do I have to be grateful for you know well gosh there's this going wrong in my life this going wrong in my life well you start out with uh, with yourself and then we can open to other perspectives so as you're sitting here, start by opening in gratitude for this breath that nourishes every cell in your body and has sustained you from the moment you were born. Here it is, this breath keeping you alive. Feel gratitude for the miracle of your body that despite whatever weaknesses or limitations 
serves you and allows you to sense the wonders of the world. What an amazing gift you've been given. Open in gratitude for your brain that coordinates all the functions of your body without you even being aware of it. Reflect with gratitude for the consciousness that allows you to perceive, feel, and be amazed. Relax in gratitude for your eyes that allow you to see the abounding beauty that surrounds you, the colors and shapes, the face of a loved one. What a gift you can see, even if it's just colors and shapes. just reflect on the ears that enable you to hear birds singing, wind rustling in the leaves, words that people say to you, the laughter of children. Opening gratitude for the sense of smell that allows you to enjoy the fragrance of flowers, the scent of fresh air, your favorite food. Appreciate for a few moments, your mouth and tongue that enable you to taste the fruits of the earth, to enjoy a ripe peach or chocolate melting in your mouth. Appreciate, if you can, the skin that protects you and yet allows you to touch and sense the world, feel warmth, coolness, softness, the touch of a loved one. Open in gratitude for your heart that beats faithfully your whole life from even before you were born. Open, perhaps with a sense of wonder, and gratitude for the amazing gift of being awake 
and alive in this precious human form. The fact that we exist or that anything exists at all is a wondrous mystery. We all live in the midst of a miracle. open in gratitude to this gift of life that we've been given. And now from that internal perspective on gratitude, we can use our relational practice to continue opening that channel. Just think of, bring to mind some blessing in your life, someone or something that you're grateful for or grateful to. Just bring one to mind and have an image that connects you with that blessing, either of a person or a being or uh, that circumstance. And as you bring to mind that blessing, see that person or that situation, give a very simple, silent thank you right from your heart. Thank you. And then just let your awareness relax in that feeling of thanks. Thank you. And you might take a breath. Nice deep breath. And bring to mind another blessing. Someone else or some other circumstance that you've been blessed with. And again, call up an image that connects you with that blessing. And as you connect with it, once again, a silent, simple thank you right from your heart. Oh, thank you. And then just relax in that feeling. You don't have to make any more of it than just connecting with it. Thank you. Once again, you might take a nice breath. And call to mind another blessing. Someone or something that you're grateful for. I'm grateful too.
bring an image. Give a simple thank you from your heart. Just let yourself feel it. Thank you. And just relax into that feeling. I'll be quiet for a little while and you can continue in this way. Just bring to mind a blessing. It can be the simplest or strongest, whatever. Don't have to go for, um, for bells and whistles. Just think of all the people or the, the gifts that you're blessed with and as you bring to mind take it slow connect with it and just give a simple thank you right from your heart and let yourself relax in that before you move on to another one
Take it slowly. You don't have to rush through these unless you've got a long list that you you want to get through, but let yourself savor each blessing. And just uh, open to the fact that life has given you so much. Just savor it, relax into it, luxuriate in the generosity that life has shown you. And even for the difficult stuff that helps you grow and wake up, Don't force it or feel pressured uh, if it feels like an assignment. Just relax and enjoy the fact that you can relax and feel gratitude for that. You can take it easy too. Just let yourself be right where you are and hold it with a a kind awareness and a, a grateful heart as best as whatever is available for this moment.
And now for a few minutes we can connect with gratitude for the circumstances that have allowed you to be here, those who've supported you, the fact that you can take the time to give this practice to yourself for this retreat. Extraordinary circumstances. The fact that you have even an inclination to want to practice metta or come to a place like this, that something has called you to do it. Pretty amazing. That you've heard that call. Also pretty amazing. You might appreciate for a moment all these days that you've planted seeds of intention of opening your heart, no matter what happened. The sincerity that you've brought to yourself and this practice for this last week or so. Just get in touch with the wholesomeness of that and feel appreciation and gratitude towards yourself. Gratitude to the support, the teachers and guidance, the managers who've been there for you, the cooks who've cooked with such love and, and skill, just to support you in your practice. people who work here at Spirit Rock or who've gone to so many meetings that it can happen just here for you. And who work here every day. The, the lizards and the turkeys and the deer and all the animals that make this place so alive. And the trees and all the green around. All the beauty. And let yourself take it in that you can receive it grace, graciously, gracefully, 
And finally, uh, for all the different categories and uh, those who've been objects of your metta practice, besides yourself, your benefactor, your dear friend, your neutral person, even your difficult person helping you grow. And all beings and just resting in the last few moments with a an open heart <clears throat> to whatever extent is here for you. So I know there might be um, some people who have interviews. If you need to go, then you can go, but you can just take a few moments if you have any, uh, any questions or anything that comes up from that. Yeah. She, she said she she's it occurred to her she never shared with the, some of the people a lot of the people that came up and uh, about her gratitude and what part of the practice uh, expressing your gratitude uh, has actually uh, I'm glad you brought that up basic karma understanding having a thought has a particular impact in the mind and the and the, the body and the heart. Once it's expressed in words or actions, the karmic impact is much greater. So uh, if you really want to open your heart, um, you might express it to anybody and everybody who's come to your mind. And the, uh, the wonderful thing is that when you do, um, there's that connection that you both feel. Um, actually, in uh, authentic happiness, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Bible of uh, the basis of positive psychology by Martin Seligman, he says, of all the practices uh, and techniques that bring about happiness, the number one technique is to write a letter to somebody that you're grateful for 
and read it to them directly. That's what he has his students do. And I've done this with, um, with uh, some people in my own life. It's really powerful. Mm. You can send it to them also, send a card, and that's of course powerful. But to say it directly is the, the most activating feeling of well-being. Mm. So, yeah, it's good. Why hold back? You know, why wait till their memorial service to tell everybody how much you cared and appreciated them? Let them. And you know, when somebody expresses their gratitude to you or appreciation to you, uh, you just have a different feeling being around them. So, yeah, don't hold back. No, the story of my mother. I'm, I'll I'll uh, I'll save that for my my last talk. Yeah, yeah, the story of my mother. <laughs> we'll keep you in suspense. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'll, I'll promise to put it in there. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. There's, okay, get both of you. Yeah. Go ahead, Vanda. No, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Hard to take in the thank you. And um, I was also going to mention a little bit about that also in, in my last talk, but I'll, I'll mention it now. Um, it's, it's a, again, on a karmic understanding, it's really um, a gift to be able to receive somebody else's appreciation. Uh, the, the, the basic principle is that in the exchange of a gift, uh, three components are the factors, the purity in the heart of the one giving, the purity of the gift, and the purity in the heart of one receiving. If you give somebody a gift, you ever give somebody a gift and they say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You know, how do you feel? You know, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, you know, it doesn't feel so good. But if you give someone a gift and on the receiving end they say, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Ah, you feel good. It completes the connection. So actually, it's you're increasing the, their, their good karma by receiving graciously. And it can take practice because we might not either feel that we deserve it or we're not used to taking it in. If this is so for you, it's, a f it's the forward edge of your practice to let in that appreciation. And in fact, it's, one, it's a key to meta practice. I will, I'll go into this a bit more in, in, in the talk. But to be able, it's one thing to connect enough so that you can feel kindly towards yourself. It's a whole other level to start letting it in from around you. And that often is, the, is one of the main ways that people get stuck with, with, in, in metta because it's hard for them to let in the love. And it's, it either feels dangerous or it feels smothering or it feels undeserving or whatever. You want to relax and just see that somebody has thought enough to think that you're worthy of their appreciation. Just letting it in for their sake, for their benefit. Even if you're faking it, you know, even if you say, oh, thank you very much, you know. But to relax and see 
that you are receiving some very beautiful energy. And that's, um, it, it's like you're, you're putting down the barriers that ward off all the goodness in life when you can let that in. So use it as a practice. It doesn't really matter, actually. But it's an interesting question. You know, uh, Jack talks about when when you're a monk uh, or a nun in Asia, uh, you bow, you're bowing all the time, and if it moves, you bow, you know. (laughs) Because you're just, you're cultivating that spirit of respect, appreciation, reverence, um, if it's to a person, you can be thanking that person. If it's to life, you can be thanking life. But really, when you think, when you think about it, who's doing the thanking and who is it, who's on the receiving end? It's just life thanking itself. And, and, when you can, and that's actually where the meta practice for me of all beings collapses the boundaries and it's just love loving itself and there's no separation and it's just life awakening to itself so if that resonates for you fine and if it's just more relational whatever level you can't go wrong yeah okay Oh, one, one last one. Um, so when we were doing the metta practice, mm-hmm. there was more of an emphasis on setting the right intention, even if the feeling, for example, of feeling metta to the typical person, mm-hmm. even if the feeling is not so accessible, mm-hmm. to, to work with the intention. Mm-hmm. In this guided meditation that you did on gratitude, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, there was the, uh, the, the instruction to try to see the positive um, aspect of, of, life, of difficult life situations. All of that's wonderful, but I'm wondering, just on a, on a purely practical level, when doing the gratitude practice, mm-hmm. do we also kind of continuously work with setting the intention to feel grateful for the Mm-hmm. Uh, do do we? I said you might even be grateful for the the difficult things, and said do we in our in daily life? I suggest setting an intention or just letting it arise naturally for the difficult as well as as the as the good. Um, if you if it can come naturally, that's great, but it might take some reflection uh, to see grace as op- uh, um, obstacles uh, uh, as, as grace as well. Uh, that's a very, um, that's a pretty high level understanding. Um, often it comes when we look back on things. While you're going through it in the middle of it, it's a little bit dicier, you know, it's a little bit harder to see. But that's where, if you do reflect back on everything that's helped you grow, then that can make it maybe a little bit more accessible while you're going through this too. Where, how, feeling what I'm feeling, not pretending, oh, aren't I wonder, uh, isn't this wonderful and I'm so glad this is happening to me. No, you don't need to go there. But to feel everything you're feeling and to find some meaning in it is, is, is a kind of starting to hold it in that perspective. 
And if it's available to you to um, have the intention to appreciate life for, for this too. For, for me, when I say I take refuge in the Dharma, that's what I'm doing in, in every moment. It's like I'm, I'm acknowledging, okay, this is a moment that life is, is giving me to help me wake up. And, and that little tweak relaxes my struggle and feeling of unfairness and all. We all have our measure of suffering to deal with and to help us wake up. That's why the Buddha said, first noble truth, there's suffering and there's an end to suffering. So to use suffering in that alchemical perspective is, has a, a major shift. It's not so easy to do it while you're in the middle of it, but you can incline and remember. Um, so as much as available, then great. Don't force it. In the meantime, just you might just remember to be grateful for all the good things as they come anyway. Yeah, let's see. Okay, one last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized that there was somebody that had done so much for me mm-hmm. uh, that I had not reciprocated. And instead of gratitude, I felt a twinge of pain in my heart. A, a twinge of pain in the heart. Yeah. Somebody who had done so much for him that, uh, uh, that, that he, he felt, instead of gratitude, a pain in the heart. The, you you don't the thing is you don't have to reciprocate just the grateful heart is that reciprocation it's that's how you complete the circuit guilt or feeling indebted neither of you is served by that that whoever it was that did so much for you probably doesn't want you to feel guilt they probably want you to feel feel happy and feel uh, feel delight, and when you think of them, to have your heart open. So it might take a little practice when you feel that pain. Just uh, hang out with it. Don't force it. Let yourself feel that. And underneath that pain is probably deep, deep appreciation. And just wish them well and uh, express your appreciation. They can live through you Whatever you've been given, probably a lot of love, a lot of kindness and generosity, the best way to honor that is to let those feelings live through you because that's what you receive from them. So you just pass it on and acknowledge them as a, as a deep benefactor. Okay, enjoy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.